It's a big week when RHAP is on the road in Chicago. Check out my live show from Chicago. That's going to be up on Thursday, Wednesday night. Shannon Gus is going to be live with you with Kelly Wentworth after Survivor. And we preview the Dondi finale with Dealer No Deal Island host Joe Manganiello all right here on RHAP. We know reality TV. Hey everybody, what's going on? Rob Sesternino back with our Survivor exit interview here for week eight of Survivor 44. And we are still reacting to what I think was the best episode of Survivor 44. And it wasn't close. And we're going to speak with the man who got voted out of the tribe, idled out of the game even. Brandon Cottom is going to join us for this week's Survivor Exit interview. We will also have this up on our YouTube channel if you want to check out the video of my conversation with Brandon. And then we'll have Jordan Kalish come in for a little This Week in Survivor History here on the Exit Interview podcast. Of course, in addition to the Survivor Know-It-All last night, I've got Jamal Shipman coming up today on the podcast. So very excited to catch up with Jamal, who I just think is really, really fun to talk about Survivor with anytime we get together. I will be uh, taking your questions. Uh, be on the lookout for the question thread uh, with Jamal. And then we'll have our feedback show coming up on Monday with Ali Lasher. I see that we have a Brandon on the line. Let's go ahead and bring him in. Hey, Brandon, what's going on? Rob Sesternino. Uh, nice to get the chance to talk to you today. You as well. You as well. Thank you for having me. Okay, Brent, I uh, would love to just uh, hear more about what's going on. I thought this was uh, such an exciting episode uh, last night. Uh, unfortunate how it ultimately ended, especially from your perspective, I'm sure. Uh, can yeah. you talk a little bit about your relationship with Danny? Because we got to see when you all got together uh, and had lunch. It seemed like that mm -hmm. you two were really going to be working together post-merge. Was that actually how it played out? Um, it it was, but it's, it wasn't completely accurate. So, you know, we did have that moment at, at lunch together where we kind of, you know, bonded, obviously, as everybody saw. Um, but it it was a lot deeper than that. The dynamic was a lot different once, it, you know, everybody was on the same beach. There was this really big, you know, Ratu Soka war that was kind of brewing the entire time be before we even all got on the same beach together. So we knew, yeah, we can work together, but there was going to come a point in time where this, the line in the sand was going to be drawn. Now, I didn't think it was going to be as early as it was, but we definitely, we, we understood the dynamic of the game. We, you know, we all watch this game. We all know you have to take out certain people at certain times and, you know, Danny felt like those was the right time. So that's, that's kind of how it played out. So there were 10 people going into the vote last night and we saw that mm -hmm. basically everybody was got brought in on the plan of, okay, that we're going to put the votes on Franny. Was there any conversation about uh, maybe we should not tell Danny and Heidi that we're going to be putting the votes on Franny? Um, there, there wasn't because we understand. Well, let me, let me go back a little bit. So it kind of all started with Matt last week. So we actually thought Matt had, did have the real idol. Um, when he showed us a fake, we thought there was a possibility that he had the real, well, at least personally I did. We thought there was a possibility he had the real one, but just was smart enough not to show us. Um, so, you know, the first thing he said when we got to the beach was, where's my, I don't have my bag. He's like, can I, like, I, you know, am I able to get my bag? And that was a, to me, immediately I'm like, oh, he definitely got it. He's got the idol. He's trying to, he's playing. It. So once he went home, we're like, all right, well, Franny might have it or Danny might have it. 
So we we did think it was a possibility one of them had it. So we did convene. Um, we did say at one point that we, or at least I thought we said that we were going to split the votes on Danny and Franny. So I didn't think it would really make that big of a difference. In our head, it was like, all right, one of them is probably going to play the idol. It's just a matter of who it is and do we have a plan in case they do. And, you know, we never, one of my biggest issues that I had, I didn't check with anybody before we went to tribal. We were painting the flag. And next thing you know, oh, they're like, it's time to go to tribal. So I'm like, oh, my God. I hope everybody's on the same page. And I very, very quickly found out that we were not on the same page at all. Or people understood what was going on and just didn't want to tell me what was going on because they knew that, you know, they're like, all right, we'll just let them. And by people, I'm talking about uh, Tika. They knew what was going on. They just wanted to kind of stay neutral and just play with the group and let everything else play out the way it played out. So. We, we knew it was a possibility that that, that could happen, and that, that's how it went down. Yeah, Brandon, thank you for all of that, because that really does help with painting, uh, filling in a lot of the missing pieces in terms of uh, trying to you know figure out what's going on out there. In terms of uh, Tika, could you talk a little bit more about uh, where they are in all of this? Like, Did you have any sort of idea that they were also talking to the Soka people? So I, I did think that Carolyn was, um, I thought that Carson was, was pretty rat too strong. Um, Jam Jam, he was kind of, he was our wild card. We didn't really know what to expect. We thought that we might have some sort of allegiance with him just because of how the last vote went, went down. And actually at one point he does come up to me on the beach and tell me that, you know, Danny's throwing my name out there. Now he didn't tell me that he had the idol. He didn't tell me he was going to play, it, but he did say that Danny had brought my name up as a possible like possibility. So I thought that for this vote, at least that they were aligned with us. And I think that they voted that way to, to, you know, keep that facade up. But I definitely didn't realize how, you know, tied into Tika. That, uh, I can't even say they were tied into Soka, but just how much of in the middle they were playing it and just letting us, you know, being right to and Soka duke it out. Of the three Soka people, why was Franny the target? So Franny was a target for one, because like I said, I thought that she might've had the, the idol. Two, she's just, she's killing all of these challenges. Um, she's a very physical threat, and and people like her. So to us, it was like this is our opportunity because she didn't win immunity. That we we should take a shot at her. We should try to get her out right now. And I think that that's kind of what everybody was you know going along with. Uh, whether they knew the plan or not, they, you know, she was just a huge threat out there, to be honest. You had such an interesting conversation last week with Matt back on during the tribe switch. And you talked to him about how, uh, you know, uh, Matt felt like he was screwed. Of course, you said, like, I, I feel like, you know, that's there's always a way out. After your experience last night, do you still feel the same way you did back on the beach? Yeah, I mean. You know, going back to that statement, I mean, it's funny. I did not think that it was going to get that much attention. I, we were just out there talking. You know, that's that's the outlook I have on everything. Is there's a way out of everything. You know, that's just the outlook I have on life. Now, obviously, the best player, no matter what it is, whether it's football, whether it's survivor, what, the best player doesn't always win. That's just not how the cards always fall. My point in what I was saying was that in a game like Survivor, if you're there, there's always a path to the end, whether you know exactly what that is or not. I feel like there's always a way if you can just make it through that next vote or make it to the next day, the dynamics change so rapidly. Now, obviously there's going to be outliers. There's always a situation where you can get screwed and, you know, not say yeah. I think Matt, he did get screwed kind of by how the cards felt. I'm not going to sit here and try to deny that at all. My point was, I think that if you're able to get through those situations, then, you know, 
everything changes. Okay, so just going back to Matt and his particular situation, was there an out for Matt that something was there something he could have said or done that would have unlocked uh, the uh, ability for so for Ratu to work with him on that vote and vote out Jam Jam? So I actually did want to work with Matt. That was initially my plan. I did want to work with Matt. What ended up happening was once we got to the beach, he just started lying about things that I knew was a lie. Like he started telling me that he was one of the people, I think he said he voted for Kane or something like that. When I knew that, I knew, I knew everybody in that last vote who had voted for Kane. I knew what was going on. So it was like, you're lying to me about things that you know that I know. And then, so on top of that, I thought he had the idol. So I was like, with him not having, I think honestly, if he would have had his bag, it would have been a whole different story because we probably would have, we would have just took the safe bet, played it on Jam Jam and called it a day. But the fact he didn't have it, we're like, all right. And the, the fact he was so adamant about getting it, we're like, there's no, nobody's that adamant about a shot in the dark. You know what I mean? We're like, he definitely has an idol. Mm-hmm. So it's funny. We actually, <laughs> we actually go back. We we tried to get his bag, but it was, it was already gone. Cause we wanted to actually look and see if he had it or not. But Oh, it got removed. It, it, yeah. It got removed from the game. So interesting. Yeah, it, it, exactly. So it, it was um I think that if he would have just been completely straight up with me, especially knowing that we had already talked previously about working together, I think I would have I would have been the voice to try to speak up and save him. Um, but yeah, he was just lying to me about stuff that I knew he was lying about. So I just felt in that moment, I can't trust you. You don't have your bag and you might have an idol, so it's your time. Brandon, can you talk about your relationship with Kane? Because it seemed very interesting. Obviously, you know, he voted for you back at that first tribal council. And Mm -hmm. at the merge, you know, you talked about how you still don't trust him. But it did seem like that you two were working like pretty closely together by the time we got to this vote last night. Yeah. So me and Kane's relationship was like a roller coaster. I mean, obviously, we started off on a super low point, in my opinion. Um, He was the only person who was left that voted for me. Um, so I always had in the back of my head, I'm like, he's going to come for me again. He's going to, I don't know when it's going to be, but he's going to come for me again. So I was always very hesitant until we started to kind of get into the, the, you know, this stage of the game that we're at now where, you know, we had a conversation where we're like, look, we're better for each other than we are against each other. We understand how everything's playing out. We have to work together. And we actually had a moment in the challenge where we said the same thing. We're like, yo, we're, let's stick this out. We can do this together. Let's not go to like be at odds with each other. So I think we were coming into the best point in the game with each other that we had the, the entire game. Um, it just you know, kind of played out how it played out. Now, do I think that there was going to come a time where we were going to shoot it out? Absolutely, because it was that was inevitable. In my opinion, that was inevitable. Um, but it just wasn't the time for that. It, it, at that time, we were best for each other's game. Can you tell us where Jamie was in all of this? Because it did seem like in the episodes that she was like getting closer to some of the Soka people. But then after last week's episode, it seemed like that she really folded in back with Ratu. Yeah. So Jamie, it's funny because even when we were out there, Jamie was a big question mark to us. We didn't know, you know, how her alliance was with us. If she did kind of switch over to them uh, being Soka. When I first realized that Jamie was still right too strong was when I realized she didn't tell Soka that we opened the birdcage. Um, and I think they, they realized that pretty quickly as well. But you know, at that point, I was like, all right, we got to ride together. The fact that you're trying to keep our secrets shows me that you still have allegiance to us. And I, and that was all we could ask for. You know, it, there was, it was very clearly a Ratu versus Soka war. And so in our eyes, it was like, we'd mother, much rather have our Ratu than have you be over there with Soka. So it kind of played out how we wanted it to in a way. 
Yeah, we saw in the episode where uh, Matthew told Carson before he left, okay, that, hey, I think that Jamie has an idol. When you were out there during the game, did did you know that or think that Jamie had another idol from Ratu? Didn't have a clue. I had no idea that Jamie's idol was even a thing. Because, um, like I said, me and Jamie, we were close only because of Ratu. We didn't really connect personally that much like i mean we talked a lot Every, everybody talks out there but from a game perspective we didn't really do that much talking and she really did keep a pretty good job of kind of keeping that a secret um so i didn't have a clue that she had an idol and i definitely didn't know that it was a fake idol brent how did matthew's departure from the game change things <laughs> matthew's departure from the game changed a lot because he let out a lot of information to a lot of different people so we were, you know, we're trying to hold up this facade as, you know, yeah, the birdcage wasn't open. You know, this was this way. This was that way. But the whole time he's blowing up everybody's game because he already told everybody what actually happened. So it it affected it in, in more ways than I can you know speak on. But it was. Yeah, he he definitely affected the way the game plays out. How close were you and Lauren during your time in the game? Me and Lauren were very close. We actually became close right after that first tribal. Uh, or before that first tribal, I should say. So I did know going into tribal, she had an extra vote. Um, I didn't know that she was that she knew that they were going to be voting for me, but she told me before we left that she wasn't going to vote for me. Um, so when I saw kind of how it played out, I understood why she did it, how she did it, because I knew she had to obviously play her no vote. Um, and in her eyes, it was like, look, I want to work with you, but if you're not going to be here, I'm not going to blow up my own game, which I completely understand. Um, but that was kind of the, the beginning of our relationship. And then from there on out, we just were just like, all right, let's just, let's ride together. And we were kind of trying to work with each other as closely as we could. Um, so yeah, I mean, we, we, we got close pretty early on. If you had a chance to go back to the first couple days of the game, is there anything that you would have done differently with finding the key to the birdcage? Yeah, so it's funny, like, because of the way it played out, I wouldn't have done anything differently. The one difference I would have made was I would have had underwear on. Um, I actually went to, <laughs> oh. it sounds crazy. It sounds crazy. So I went, when I found the idol, I actually tried to tuck it in my underwear, but they were wet and hanging up on the clothesline, so I didn't have any on. So it almost fell through my shorts. That's when I actually, when you see the, it looks like it's balled up in my pocket. Yeah. It was actually under my shorts. I just grabbed it so it didn't fall on the ground. And I knew that Maddie had saw that. And I knew at that point I couldn't trust Maddie. So I was like, cats out the bag. I'm like, either I do one of two things. Either I try to ride with her and we kind of see how it plays out. Or, in the, and basically I'm under her thumb, or I just tell everybody about it. And I was like, I'd much rather tell everybody about it than her be able to hold that over my head and have that ammo against me. Where if she wanted to, she could very easily blow up my game very quickly. Yeah. Uh, the baby boy, Bryce Isaiah, has uh, been on short watch uh, with you uh, all throughout the season. Uh, and notice yeah. that you're really rolling up these shorts in the challenges. Is that is, is that a, a fashion statement or is that for function? It, I would say it's more for function. It's funny because I like I do go on Twitter. I, I like to interview what people are saying. And I keep saying, oh, he's got the diaper on this, that, the other. It's like. For one, I didn't realize how it looked. There was no mirrors out there, so I didn't know it was like a diaper. To me, I was like, all right, we're about to be in mud. I'm not trying to get these white shorts any more dirty than they already mm -hmm. have been, so let me roll them up so I can at least have the thighs out a little bit and maybe move a little bit better. It, it was supposed to be for function, but it ended up being a fashion statement, I guess, <laughs> which 
It is. It is what it is. Could be the new <laughs> summer trend. We'll see. All right. Hey. And then, uh, last thing that is, is there anything else that you could uh, tell us about your experience in the game that would help us get like a clearer picture of what's going on out there? Um, I'm trying to. I want to make sure I don't you know ruin anything with with this please, answer. Uh, please um, don't. There. I'll say the one thing, one one kind of conversation that to me was kind of critical um, was when Jam. So Jam Jam actually does come up to me and tell me that you know Danny's possibly trying to put a vote on me. Oh, interesting. He doesn't tell me that he doesn't tell me he's going to play his idol, and he doesn't tell me that he has the idol because I don't think he actually knew at that point. But he did tell me that you know Danny had thrown my name out there. Um, so the way that the Tikas are aligning themselves they're doing a really good job of playing the middle. Like, mm-hmm. especially like they kind of, they voted the way they did because they knew that they didn't have to put themselves out there. So they're still trying to keep all those alliances intact. They're still trying to kind of fly under the radar, which they, they're doing a really good job of doing because I have no idea how intertwined that they all were. But I think that'll be a, that's, that, that's an interesting part of it. Yeah. Brandon, in my opinion. thank you for all the great info. Uh, this was really fun to get to talk to you and uh, all Absolutely. the best outside survivor. Okay. Thank you. I appreciate it. All right. Take care, buddy. Bye. You have a go. All right, everybody. There you have it. Brandon has a, a lot of interesting info. So, okay. We think that maybe Matt could have had the Soka idol, uh, which explains uh, like uh, why we didn't exactly get the vote split, but uh, maybe it was something that was being uh, talked about. Uh, Brandon ultimately uh, wasn't able to get it going on. Very interesting there at the end also to know about Jam Jam going back and telling Brandon, I got to like uh, just try to process all this um, and listen back to everything to get a clearer picture. But That's really fun when we get to learn uh, a little bit more about everything that was uh, going on there in the game. Again, uh, this was a really fun episode of uh, Survivor last night, so I am uh, very excited about the prospects here for the rest of the season and how it's ultimately going to play out. So thanks again to Brandon. We're going to take a quick break. When we come back, Jordan Kalish is going to be here, and uh, let's get into this week in Survivor history right after this. All right, everybody, back with us once again, our friend Jordan Kalish. Jordan, how are you? Yo, yo, yo. How you doing? Yo, yo, yo. Uh, The classic Jordan Kalish greeting. Jordan, what's new? Um, just, uh, you know, been, been enjoying all the New York sports lately, mm-hmm. uh, Rangers and Knicks in the playoffs. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Yankee season obviously uh, has been underway for a couple weeks. Uh, been to a, a bunch of games lately, which has been nice. Uh, now that the weather is, uh, has been beautiful in New York. So, uh, do, doing well. And, um, you know, Sur- survivor 44 is also a thing that's, uh, that's going on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Jordan, I just uh, wanted to keep you posted. I recently uh, have uh, put in an order for more everything bagel seasoning. So I have an order currently en route to my house. I thought you were going to say you were uh, you were going to buy in bulk our, our new uh, T-shirt that says everything is awesome. No. The, K- the Kayla Sestanita collaboration that everyone's been asking Everything for. is awesome. Uh, we're still working on that one. All right. Jordan, what do you want to talk about today? I'm going to go pretty far back to start. Uh, let's go all the way back to uh, Survivor Marquesas, a very famous episode of Survivor Marquesas. We all remember the the uh, infamous Coconut Chop Challenge. 
we remember that it revealed uh, that the uh, the Rotus the Rotu Four's plan to probably go uh, all the way to the end of the game together. And of course, it doesn't work out for them. But who won immunity at the Coconut Chop Challenge? Boy, that's a good question. Uh, who did win immunity? Uh, I would say, if I had to guess, um, I'm gonna say I think it will. I will take my shot in the dark. Uh, I'm gonna say that it was Tammy. Tammy Leitner, you see it on the news. That is correct, Tammy. Uh, her first of two uh, individual immunity wins in a row. So you start uh, with two points. And we are going to stay in the Marquesa. Who did Zoe Zanadakis vote for at the final nine tribal council? Okay, so that was when John went home. And I think that she threw her lot in uh, with the people who were trying to overthrow John. And I'll say she voted for John. That is correct. She did vote for John. She, she was trying to pretend said that she, yeah. uh, the next episode, she's like, ah, I didn't have an alliance. I had a friendship. Yeah, she had a, she had a friendship, not an alliance. Uh, famously a member of the Road to Four Alliance, uh, Zoe Zanadakis. Mm-hmm. So uh, she, she did try it. Look. I mean, look, I, I don't think she played that so well, but we, I think we, uh, if she were able to play that more, more, uh, uh, adeptly, we would give her props for the fact that she was trying to dig herself and out of this And she wouldn't be Zoe Zanadakis. <laughs> no, she wouldn't. She's not really the biggest survivor legend in the world, but I am Zoe Zaldanis. Uh, yeah. named after her. Yeah. Uh, so good, good job. You are a perfect, uh, four points for four points. We are going to go to our next question. Survivor Palau. Janu came in last place in the last gasp challenge and became the first player ever sent to Exile Island in Survivor history. I remember. She had a great time on Exile Island, but ended up quitting the game by the end of the episode. But who won the last the last gasp challenge that season? Hmm. Well, I gotta think it's between Tom or Ian. I feel like that those are the two. Um, I'm gonna have to say I think it was. Uh, boy, Tom is a tough sob. Uh, but Ian was so good in the water. I'm going to say that I, I don't see Tom quitting. Uh, I'll say it was Tom. So you're going to say Tom Westman. I will say Ian was a dolphin trainer, right? Dolphins yes. famously known for their ability to breathe underwater. They have the little blowhole. So he he spent a lot of time studying the dolphins, but to no avail because Tom Westman won the challenge. Not so you have up. a total of six points. Yes. Uh, Tom, it, it was, it was uh, Tom Westman's grit versus Ian's knowledge of dolphins. The grit won out. So good job. You are a perfect six for six points on the quiz. And we're going to go to survivor Fiji. Now okay. at the survivor Fiji final nine tribal council, it was a five to three to one vote. Who was the player who cast the lone vote for the third highest vote getter of that tribal? So who cast the one, it was a five to three to one, who cast the one vote uh, that was a lone vote? Boy, I don't know. Uh, I'm wondering if this was... Did Earl give Dreams like a test of telling him to write down a name that to see if he would do it um, before Boston Rob uh, was doing this with Philip? I'm going to say that it was... Um, my first guess is going to be Dreams. Dreams... 
is correct. You get two points there. So this was the famous Edgardo vote. It was a five to three to one. Edgardo had five. Cassandra had three. Mookie had one. Originally, uh, the group that Dreams was flipping to, that which ended up being the majority, uh, they were going to vote for Mookie. They decided, of course, famously, uh, Stacey Kimball decided, let's put the vote on Edgardo in order to avoid the idol. They didn't tell Mookie because, uh, sorry, they, they didn't tell Dreams uh, that the, the plan had switched from Mookie because they didn't fully trust him. So that's, uh, that's what happened there. Uh, Dreams is correct. So you do get the points. Good job. Mm-hmm. We're going to get to our second to last question of the quiz. We're going to Micronesia now. So okay. another great season. Uh, in the Micronesia iteration of the challenge in which survivors have to keep their arm up to hold a bucket of water over their head, All right. which two contestants lasted over six hours before one of them stepped down when Jeff brought out food? You have to get both in order to get the question right. I feel like that this was famously... One is the winner of this challenge. I believe that that is Parvati. And then the person that gave up the challenge, um, I'm trying to think, was this Ozzy or Jason? Uh, I am going to say that it was, I believe, okay, I, I believe Ozzy was already out. Jason was the second to last person. Ozzy was laughing like, ha, ha, ha. What an idiot. I can't believe that they convinced him to get down from the challenge. Now he will be voted out. But it was Ozzy. So you're going with... I'm going with with Jason was in the challenge. Jason was in was the challenge. Yes. Ozzy was already out. That is correct. Yeah, yes. you have a, a total of 10 points. Very good. Uh, yes, uh, Jason, this, you know, with it really looks like Jason is going to be the one who who ends up looking the dumbest here because he steps down. Mm-hmm. Famously, we see, uh, you know, Amanda and Sari crossing their fingers behind their back when they're promising not to vote out Jason if he drops down. Uh, but Ozzy is blindsided five to four here. Amanda did, uh, was part of the uh, the minority and James who, who ended up up, uh, you know, voting, um, voting for Jason Ozzy goes in a five to four vote. So those are the two guys that were on the ropes. And of course, Parvati does win the challenge, as you said. So you have a perfect score. We're wow. going to get to our All final right. question. I don't want to jinx it. No, nope. this, this final question is worth, worth the most points. You could get up to six points on this question. In Heroes versus Villains, Danielle won the Get a Grip immunity challenge, which contestants have to hold onto a pole for as long as possible. This challenge took place place three times in Survivor history before this season. What were the three seasons? And for bonus points, tell me who won in each of the previous seasons. Oof. So, okay. All right. So, it's, it's a big, the big telephone pole that they have to hang out on the top. And, and, okay. And hold on. All right. So it had happened uh, three times uh, earlier. Before this. It's happened more since, but we're only looking for the okay. seasons before. Be- prior to Heroes versus Villains. Okay. Correct. All right. I can tell you that... This challenge was won in Cook Islands by. <sighs> All right, I'll tell you. Okay, Tyson won it. Tyson won it in Token Chains. That is correct. So you get two points for the the season and for the player. Okay. So when did it happen before that? That was eighteen. I don't think they did it in Samoa. I don't think they did it in Gabon. Um. No, the only time in Gabon where they were standing on poles is when there was a tribe swap. So, I think that they did it. I'm going to say that uh, I'm going to say the two seasons that they did it. Okay, they did it in Cook Islands and they did it in Micronesia. 
Okay, and ne- next I will tell you the players. But do I, uh, am I am I right so far? You are correct on Cook Islands. You are not correct on Micronesia. Oh, they didn't so do you Micronesia. can, you can okay. yeah, you can get a uh, a bonus point for the Cook Islands one. But I I'll give you the the final season uh, after you answer this. You will win the quiz either way. Okay, I'm your point total is high. Uh, when did, when else did they do it? Did they do it in? Um. Hmm. I, right. I did not remember this one. The the other two I remembered pretty well. The other this one I do n- I have no recollection of this happening, mm-hmm. but it did happen apparently. Where in Survivor, do you want me to tell you? Well, no. I'll say. Well, hold on. First off, let me let me say I, I think that um, Ozzy won it in Cook Islands. Yes, he did, and we also learned why uh, elephants cannot yes. climb trees. Yes, um, and then I uh, do not recall the other season. Where they, I mean, I feel like that I, I can, I thought that I was going to say that poverty won it in Micronesia, but maybe that's a fake memory. What this, is the this other is, season? Uh, yeah, this is um, going to sound made up because I, have, again, I have no recollection of this. Twyla won in Vanuatu. First time they ever did this challenge. Okay. Yeah, I, I think that I think getting Vanuatu and Twyla, I knew I had a feeling you would get the other two. Uh, I think the, getting uh, Vanuatu, Vanuatu and Twyla, I think was the hardest question on this quiz. Um, I and I believe I believe the Survivor Wiki, Wiki that it happened, and there's a picture of it on uh, on Google Images. It sounds so. vaguely familiar. <laughs> yeah, I, I literally do not remember that at all. Mm-hmm. But you were a winner on the quiz. You only uh, you only miss uh, miss out on those two points. So you uh, finished okay. with the score Cartier watch for me. Cartier watch for you, and also a verbal rebus for you. This is going to be a quick okay, one. Okay, quick one. He's a blank. He won't eat the ham. Blankenship. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he's a blankenship. Uh, you want it? Yeah. Jew. He's a Jew. He won't eat the ham. Plus, season forty-four. Helen's last name. Um, is it Lee? It is Lee. Plus, the second half of both Kim Spradlin and Micronesia Tracy's hyphenated last names. Wolf. Wolf. Yeah. So, who do we have? Julie Wolf. Uh, the Julie season Wolf. twenty-two's famous Julie Wolf. Julie Wolf was uh, not voted out this week in Survivor history, but eliminated from Redemption Island. That is the correct answer. You get the verbal rebus. You get fourteen points on the quiz. Very good night. Uh, just as good of a night as the. Uh, I mean, this is going to be old by the time you're listening to it. But the New York Rangers had a good night. Not mm-hmm. not so much the other New York teams, but uh, good job. Okay. Winner. Winner. Uh, winner. Chicken dinner. Winner. Winner. Chicken dinner. All right, Jordan. Where can people keep up with you? Uh, you could uh, you could find me at Jordan Kalish on Twitter, and as always, I am hosting uh, uh, many uh, Survivor viewing parties in New York, basically every week. Uh, and if you want more information about that, you can uh, you could DM me. Okay, Jordan Kalish, everybody, Jordan, thank you so much. Thank you too. Have a good night. All right, there you have it. Jordan Kalish for this week in Survivor history. Of course, uh, we've got a lot more Survivor coming your way, not just from me, but across the entire RHAP network. And it's all in one place, our Survivor podcast feed. You can make sure you catch all of our shows this weekend when you're subscribed. Go to robswebsitecom slash Survivor feed to make sure you get all of that. In the meantime, I'm going to be getting ready to talk to Jamal mall later on today hope you uh check that one out as well thanks so much for listening take care everybody have a good one bye